Lounge is dangerous. Hey, everybody, come to the Breakfast Club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> you're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Happy to be here. Alive. What's happening? Another Not day. much. What's up with you? Right. Everything good? Uh, yeah, um, everything's good. Minus the BS, life's great, right? Uh, you have to appreciate yeah, every day of life. You have to say thank you. you know, gratitude should be your attitude when you wake up uh, breathing. I think so, anyway. Well, I've, been, I've been trying to get ready for Angelique Day, so that's on Friday. So I got a lot of really fun things happening, so I'm excited for that. Um, your mic sounds good. Because I prepared you for that. You, yeah, you got to reset. And shout out to Toronto. What up, Toronto? Yeah, but she was saying Angela Yee Day is this Friday where she does this uh, huge performance. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So that happens this Friday. So excited for Angela Yee Day. Do I sound better? Yeah, you sound better now. Okay. All right. Yeah, Yeah, so that's all I was saying. Just going to be Angela Yee Day. Yes, you're right. I have a lot of things that I'm actually giving away. And we're supporting... Black-owned businesses, and it's the release of Reggae Gold 2024 VP Records. So I'm teaming up with them to bring you some reggae and dance hall and soak all day. Yeah, sound like right. you frying chicken underwater now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The microphone. Yeah, one more time. Well, Lecrae will be joining us this morning. We're gonna kick it with Lecrae. Always like talking to Lecrae. He's got a new album out called uh, Restoration, mm-hmm. and I, th- I believe he's dropping a book uh, of the same name as well. That's Comes right. out in so October. We'll kick it with Lecrae. Find out all about that. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? I'm scared to talk. There you go. You good now? Oh, I didn't even do For anything. Now. Oh, it sounds better now. <laughs> All right. We are going to talk about Jacob Blake and his shooting. What is his condition as of now? And what is happening in Wisconsin? All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Did you see the games last night, Charlamagne, by any chance? I actually did not see any basketball games last night, and I don't know how that's possible because I was watching the ESPN, and then I turned to the RNC convention for a little while. But other than that, I didn't watch watch much TV. Okay, well, and I was last working night. out, too. I didn't, see, I didn't see any games. I know the Clippers won, right? The Nuggets beat the Jazz last night, and also the Clippers beat the Mavericks last night. Um, okay. And, boy, did they beat them. 154-111. That was a geesh. That's 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 a pretty that's a pretty hellified beating. Yeah, that's a beating. <laughs> so what else we got, ye? Uh, well, since you are talking about scores in the NBA, Fred Van Fleet and Norm Powell said the Raptors were considering boycotting games after the Jacob Blake shooting. Mm-hmm. Playing or not playing puts pressure on somebody. So you know, would it be nice if 
we all say we're not playing and, and the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, that's going to trickle down. If he steps up to the plate and puts pressure on district attorney's office and state's attorneys and governors and politicians there to, to make real change and get some justice. Like if we're going to sit here and talk about making change, then, you know, at some point we're going to have to put our on the line and put something up to lose. Like I'm just over the media aspect of it. We talk about it every day. That's all we see, but it just feels like a big pacifier at this point. Yeah, I love the fact that the brother wants wants to do something, but, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. going to definitely take more than one game because, you know, what they say, oh, we got to investigate, which I never understand, especially when there's a video. I think investigations, you know, that just seems like a, a proper protocol to follow, but when there's an actual video of what we saw, how do you justify that? Like, <laughs> like how could you ever come out of that situation and say, oh, yeah, they, you know, they, they, they were in the right to do what they did? Nah. No way. That's my. That's, that's that's professional malpractice, if you ask me. Yeah, the uh, federal investigators are reviewing that police shooting right now, and you know, just for some context, twenty-nine-year-old black man, uh, Jacob Blake, he was shot at close range Sunday evening. He was trying to enter an SUV. He was not armed. He remains in the hospital in stable condition. They're saying now that he is paralyzed, and they're not sure if it will be permanent. They said it will be a miracle mm. if he is able to walk again, though. Now, here is Jacob Blake's father. I'd like to thank everyone for coming out in support of my son with this senseless attempted murder that was committed on him. They shot my son seven times. Seven yeah, and the reason that they, that I guess they pulled him over, the reason that they came is he was actually breaking up a fight, so they had the wrong person, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was breaking up a fight. I, and listen, these police officers, they still haven't made a statement. We don't know what their response is. We don't know what de-escalation they tried to use. They, we have no idea what's happening on their end. So There's never any reason to shoot a man seven times in, in, in the back, though. It's not like that guy was reaching into his car to pull out an AK-47 and turn around and shoot the police officers. But if you really wanted to restrain the guy, you should have restrained him before he even got to the car. It was two of y'all, three of y'all. You outnumbered him. You can't slam You can slam people to the ground any other time. Why couldn't you do it in that moment? Yes, Attorney Ben Crump uh, said, right now the police haven't said none of what their reason was for shooting him seven times in the back. Instead, they're trying to obtain statements from Blake's family. <laughs> He said, well, why don't you tell us what you did to justify this using this force? What kind of de-escalation did you use? What kind of training did you follow? What was it that made you shoot at least seven times in his back at point-blank range while his three boys were in the car watching their father mm-hmm. get executed? And I believe uh, one of the kids is eight, and it was his birthday. Damn. Well, it's very hard to come up with a reason when you don't have a reason. You know, they, they, they've, they've used every single excuse in the book uh, throughout the history of, of time that I've been alive to justify a lot of these police shootings. But, you know, the, the more they get caught on camera, the, the, the less reasoning they can come up with. You can't say, oh, he was fighting with us. He was struggling with us for the gun, yada, yada, yada. Okay, that, that happened. And then he got up and walked away. Y'all were behind him. Like, there could have been something else that was done other than shooting the man seven times. Right. Now, the governor of Wisconsin, Tony Evers, has called for calm yesterday. He also declared a state of emergency oh, and doubled the National Guard deployment in Kenosha from 125 to 250. And there were more than 30 fires that were set in the city's downtown. Dozens of buildings were destroyed. And according to the governor, he said, we cannot allow the cycle of systemic racism and justice to continue. 
we also cannot continue going down this path of damage and destruction. And Jacob Blake's mother, Julia Jackson, said the damage does not reflect what her family wants and that if her son could see it, he would be very unpleased. That's right. And good luck trying to get a generation of uh, brothers and sisters raised off Nuck if you buck to calm down. All right. And they shouldn't calm down. And here's the thing America needs to understand. And it's inevitable. A war is coming. And it's not revenge, it's karma. Like, you can't continue to push and kill, push and kill a, a group of people, and then eventually those people don't respond with violence. And it's not about winning or losing either because nobody wins when nothing like that happens. But I, I, I truly fear that America just can't escape its karma. It's yeah. inevitable. All right, well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent... Hit us up right now. Again, the number's 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Brandon from Louisiana. Hey, Brandon, get it off your chest. Peace, King. How you doing, King? I'm good. How you guys doing this morning? I'm good, blessed, good, black, good. and highly favored, brother. I'm just trying to get off my chest. I'm trying to see why we're not talking about this killing in Louisiana Lafayette about a 31-year-old black man that police killed just even though they say he had a knife, that's still not the reason to kill somebody. They shot the man in his back as well, walking into the store. And it's just, it's sadly, just it's another killing. Yeah, sadly, haven't heard about that one. You need to Google that one and check that one out. What part of Louisiana? Lafayette, Louisiana. And what's his name? Uh, Trayford Pellerin. Trayford Pellerin. Yeah, check that one out. All right, I'll add that trauma to my memory deck, sir. All right, man. Another one. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, guys. How you guys feeling today, man? Hey, what's up, Blessed, black, and highly favored. What's up, Sean? Get it off your chest, bro. I'm good, Sean, man. I'm good, Angela Yee. How you feeling over there, girl? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing blessed. I'm blessed. You know, I'm trying to stay safe out here. It's crazy out here, you know? Definitely is. Shooting. Tired of seeing these shooters of black people, you know? It's just it's just sickening, man. And we tired of speaking about it. But uh, can I ask you guys a quick question? Sure. Yes, sir. It, see, it seems like I'm banned from the radio station, man. What's going on? You're well, on so the radio right now. right now. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, I've been calling from, from, from last month to even this month. And, uh, you know, I, I've been getting shut down, man, by dramas and... You know, people in the back scene that play in the back row, you know, like, I don't yeah, know what's you, going on, man. Listen, listen, Sean, we, uh, yeah. thank God we have millions and millions and millions of listeners every week. I think I, uh, uh -huh. a statistic I read a long time ago was 10% of that audience calls into the radio station. So let's just say it's 10% of yeah. 4 million, 8 million, okay? It's a lot of people. Why, the fact why you get through so much every is... Morning? Why does you get through every morning? Oh, you in trap, bro. Trav doesn't even you know trap. It's not you about your trap, man. Sean, Sean, you know why. The back door. Why Why is that? The back door. Trav hasn't been on barely at all. He's been on one yeah, time. Trav hasn't been. Trav has been on like once in the last two, three weeks. It's, it's, it, 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 you got a problem with Trav, bro. Sean, I need you. Sean. No, it's not a problem with Trav. It's just Sean. a lot of... It's not a lot of fairness when it comes to the the, the, the love that's shown. You know what I mean? That's Sean, I need you Sean, to go to therapy, I can't bro. believe I can't believe you're using your time to talk about Trav. Don't well, you thank you for calling the therapy. You have thank Trav you trauma. You guys, you guys. You have, have, you have, you have PTSD, post-Trav stress. <laughs> Yo, you know, every disorder. time he calls, he talks about Trav. You have, every he has time. Post, 
getting ridiculous. You have post-trav stress disorder. I feel sorry for him, man. See, Trav, if you man. Yeah, if you're just joining us, Trav and um, Sean had a rap battle here on the radio, and Trav washed Sean. I mean, got in his ass like an em- em- enema. And that it hasn't true. been the same since. And I want Sean to go get help to deal with that trauma. <laughs> get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? My name is Tracy. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Tracy, good morning. Hey, Tracy. How are you, Queen? All right, well, you know, I just want to encourage people. Uh, there's a lot of talk about a one-world order government coming, but what I see is that the only government of one-world order is the government of God. It, it's, uh, the Earth's destiny is to be fulfilled by what God proposes, and there will be peace. The lion will lay with the lamb, and the meek shall inherit the Earth. So I encourage people just to hold on and to just see with this paradigm all the opportunities that are available. You know, I I'm truly not believe that. Naive or silly, but I do know that when I read Revelations, I see what's coming, and a lot of people are seeing what's coming. Another thing is, people all they want to do is be interested in what was in their DMs and social media. Now people are asking the deeper questions now. So if anything, I truly believe that. Amen, brother. If anything, we're stopping and saying, well, you know, this frivolous activity, this twerking, and I'm not putting anybody down. What are the deeper meanings of life? What is God trying to tell us? Whatever your God concept is, you know that there is something going on bigger than ourselves. And it will be fulfilled. Man was made in God's image, and he loves us. And we are going to fulfill our purpose no matter what's going on. So we still should vote, be vigilant, be active. But don't be unconscious, but be conscious. So I encourage all the brothers and sisters, and we are all brothers and sisters, to just do and sit and listen to the deeper things and go about your business positively. All right. Amen. We have a good morning. All right. God bless. All praises due to God. And I, I tell people all the time, man, you, you humans better start giving other humans the grace you want God to give you. Because that wrath going to be something serious. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Justin from Jacksonville. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Jacksonville, Jack and Kill, Florida. Yeah, get it off your chest, bro. Uh, okay, man. Hey, I want I some advice, y'all. Um... One, one, I'm uh, going to college down here in uh, Jacksonville. I go to Jacksonville University, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to transfer down to uh, Florida Atlantic University, where it's way cheaper for me to go to school. I want to know if y'all know any good scholarships or grants that I could apply for. In mm. Florida, I'm not sure. I don't have know. Have you sir. tried any? Have you have you looked on Google at all? I definitely, definitely a lot. <laughs> also, Charlamagne, I do have a bone to pick with you, man. I called early this year, and you seem to not understand what I was saying, man. Talk to me. You, know, you have got to stop. You have got to stop telling these lies, man. You got to stop saying that the a- average, average size penis is like eight something, man. You got to stop saying that, man. You got to. I've never, I've never, I've never said that, sir. Two men having conversations about penis. I said, Go ahead. Keep I, said, going, I said that my penis size is seven inches and three fourths. Eight when it's warm out. I've never said the average size for a penis man, was eight inches. Man, I, I don't want to hear this, man. You keep saying this, man. Guys, I've guys. never said that, Girl. Why, 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 does that bother, why does that bother you? Why does that bother you? I would be hearing that. I'll be like, that is not at all. Because I, I looked this up one time, and I was like, yo, this is not true. The average size for an erect penis is 5.6 inches, sir, with uh, 4.8 inches of circumference. I've never said that the average size of a penis is eight inches. I told you that's my penis size, sir. 
Guys, do you want to continue having this penis talk at uh, 6 in the morning? I did just wanted to know what he was upset about because... What's up, DJ Payaint? DJ Payaint? What's up, small PP? What's up? Was he concerned about being below average? Is that what this was about? I'm sure he's concerned about that. I just wonder if my man be saying this all the time. But I really appreciate what y'all do, man. Y'all Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, King. All right. You see he that? Knows, that man got confidence. That man, can, that man can call up before breakfast and discuss penis sizes and not that's feel right. uncomfortable. Okay, he that's a man right there. He knows who to call to talk about penises in the morning. That's right. Get it off that's your right. chest. Call another man that's comfortable. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent or if you want to come up and talk, call up and talk about penises, you can do that too. Uh, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, Kevin Hart and Usain Bolt. Do they look alike? How did they get mistaken for each other in a post about coronavirus? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So there was a post that went up on NBC News. It says world record sprinter and eight-time Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt has tested positive for the coronavirus and is self-isolating <sighs> at his home in Jamaica. Only problem is they posted a picture of Kevin Hart. That's why I, all, I saw that. That's why I always confuse white people. I do it on purpose. I will mistake Ben Affleck for Matt Damon in a heartbeat. I will mistake mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris for Channing Tatum all day. I love mistaking uh, Ryan Reynolds for Ellen DeGeneres. That's one of my favorite ones. They're and I love even, to say, huh? See, they're not even close, though. Like, Kevin's like, what, Neither five is Kevin foot two, and Usain. five foot three, and Usain is like, what, six two? They're totally, totally. Well, do y'all want to hear what they claim happened? Yeah, let's hear what this. What they claim happened. All right, so just to break it down, uh, NBC News did apologize, and they said very sorry about that, but bad technical glitch in how photos show up on Facebook. And uh, some people did weigh in that they've had similar issues. It's a Facebook glitch, and they said people are burning NBC today because Facebook pulled the thumb of Kevin Hartford's story on Usain Bolt. That's not NBC's fault. Facebook has had a bug for several years that can pull an image from a related story on the page and insist on it being the header. It happened to us. So that was listen, a that, former video director at Deadspin tweeting about what happened. And listen, I love to say that Elton John is the last living Beatle just to piss uh, piss people off too. But uh, Breakfast Club has we did that. We did that this week. I didn't do it personally, but the white people who uploaded our videos damn sure confused Larry Johnson for Larry Johnson, Larry yeah, Johnson the football player for Larry Johnson the basketball player. player yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think that was you know. a glitch. I think the person had the same name, so they just pulled a picture of the wrong person. Well, either way, all black people still don't look alike. You should double check, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. You should double check when you're uploading pictures of black people, white folks. Just ask. That's why you got to have diverse rooms too, though, right? Because all you got to do is turn to a black person and a black or person. just Google. That's not Kevin Hart. I mean, that's not Usain Bolt. Or just Google. Well, I think what they're trying to say happens is that they pull the pictures for you, so it goes with the story. Mm. And so it's a glitch on Facebook. That's what Fa- they're trying to Facebook. say that. It's something that happens automatically, I guess, with these news. There's a Because so, Kevin Hart uh, had said in his stand-up that he did have coronavirus earlier this year. So there was a story about Usain Bolt with coronavirus. So Facebook, I guess it's uh, automatic that they pull a picture. And must have been a similar story on the page about coronavirus and it pulled the wrong picture. I don't know. So, I don't use so that fa- for my news. So Facebook thinks all black people look alike. I think it's more like an algorithm thing. 
It's not so, like a, so the a person sat there. It's not the that a person ratio. sat there and pulled the picture. They're trying to say <laughs> because the story was about coronavirus, it pulled the wrong picture. I don't know. I would That's be mad what they're trying to explain. Algorithm. If now, do you want to hear what Kevin Hart me, said? I posted a picture of Charlemagne and said it was me. I would be mad as hell. But go ahead. That'll never happen. Kevin Hart said no comment. I must have gotten really fast and tall overnight. I want to take advantage of this moment and race anybody in the world. We can bet whatever. It's just got real. I'm also no longer doing comedy due to my Olympic training schedule. I'm back, bitches. P.S. This is disrespectful on so many levels. All you can do is laugh. Maybe the COVID-19 shrunk his legs and torso. Well, let's take a white person today. Okay? (laughs) That's all. That's all. All right, now, the Detroit Lions has become the first... A professional sports team to not have practice to because of social justice concerns. They actually canceled their practice. So that is uh, Trey Flowers was uh, talking about what happened. And Patricia, Matt Patricia, who is a Detroit Lions coach, they had a conversation following the death of George Floyd. And, you know, all that Trey Flowers wanted Matt Patricia to do because Matt Patricia was like, what can I do to help? He said, just listen. And the comment weighed on Matt Patricia and a video emerged of Jacob Blake being shot in the back by police in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Matt Patricia decided, I just don't feel right about going into practice. I don't feel right about running some football drill without talking to my team. So we had a team meeting, 100 players, coaches and staff and everybody. They said it was a very heavy, emotional and powerful day. And so they decided to call, <clears throat> call it off that day and canceled practice. I wonder if corporations understand that. I wonder if corporations understand the trauma that comes with being a black person in America and having to see these executions on the Internet, on TV, all day, every day. I wonder if they understand how much that weighs on us and we still are asked and required to come to work and, 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 and do our jobs. I wonder if they understand the toll that that takes on us. I wonder. All right. Now, Bella Thorne has said that she made $2 million on OnlyFans in a week. In a one a week, two That's million dollars. In twenty four hours, she made a million dollars, and she's also making a movie about it. Who is so Bella she's gonna Thorne? make even the actress. Remember, we were talking about her before. What was she on? Disney. I don't know. It was she. She. She sings. That's not Hannah Montana, is it? That's Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Which <laughs> are you, one is that? Are you mistaken, white people, Miley right Cyrus, now? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, the one who used to date Pete Davidson. That was Ariana Grande. Huh? Oh, you having fun Ariana mistaking Grande. white people this morning? Who's Ariana Grande? Ariana That's Grande. the one that had Ariana to be for Grande. Kanye West, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so Ariana was the one that Kanye was beefing with, the one that Kanye interrupted on stage. Oh, is that who Bella Thorne is? That's, a, that's Adele. Adele. Oh, wait, wait a minute now. Well, all I know is she made $2 million on OnlyFans in a week. She said she's putting her donations toward charity and her production company, and she's also using her experience with the website as a research for a movie that she wants to make and star in with Sean Baker. So well, it should I'm be pretty interesting. Her. Now maybe she won't be so mad at Kanye all the time for when Kanye interrupted her at the VMAs a few, uh, those years, all those years ago. I'm happy for her. All right. Congratulations, Bella. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, um, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? The Republican National Convention, night two, will give you some highlights. Melania Trump now, spoke last night. Also, we'll tell you what she said. All, right. all those white people look alike. I'm telling you that right now. All right. We'll Even the black that people next. that speak at the RNC look like white people. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Where are we starting you? Uh, well, let's start with Clippers coach Doc Rivers. He was speaking last night, and this was before Game 5, and he was discussing just the anger and sadness in having to address all of these issues with police officers shooting a black person yet again with Jacob Blake. Just watching the Republican convention, all you hear Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. We're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. We've been hung. We've been shot. All you do is keep hearing about fear. It's amazing. Why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. God bless Doc Rivers. I feel your pain, King. This isn't even about being American, though. It's bigger than the country we're in. It's about being a child of God, knowing that something out there is bigger than you, and giving humans the grace that you want God to give you. Because I promise you, the energy that this country gives out will come back. It's all inevitable. A war is coming. And trust me, it won't be revenge. It will be karma. All right. Well, according to Ben Crump, who is Blake's attorney for the family, he's saying that Jacob Blake is paralyzed right now after being shot multiple times by police in Wisconsin. He said it would take a miracle for him to walk again. Wow. Uh, 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 uh. I hope America knows it's inevitable. Uh, uh, a war is brewing. It's coming. And like I said, it's not revenge. It's karma because you just won't continue to push and kill, push and kill the people. And then eventually... Those people don't respond with violence. And it's not about winning or losing that war either because nobody wins when something like that happens. But I just I just fear it's inevitable. Well, the governor of Wisconsin has declared a state of emergency after cars and buildings were set ablaze. He called in 250 members of the National Guard to assist as well. And actually, there were two people, multiple gunshot victims uh, yesterday, according to the Kenosha Police Department. They said a person was injured and taken to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries, but two people are dead as well. And they're investigating what happened right now. They're investigating whether the shooting resulted from a conflict between demonstrators and a group of men with weapons who were protecting businesses. So right now they're asking that anybody who has information to please contact them. It's amazing to me how they call in the National Guard to deal with the victims of, the, of these uh, murders and these violent attacks. Why not call in somebody to deal with the perpetrators of these crimes? Like, I don't think that there would be this type of uh, reaction if the government just simply did what it was supposed to do whenever we see black people get shot and killed at the hands of the police the way that we do. Just arrest the goddamn cops. You know what I'm saying? Treat the cops like the criminals that they are when they do stuff like this. If they did, they wouldn't, we wouldn't, they wouldn't have these kind of reactions in these cities. It's really just that simple. All right. And again, the Republican National Convention night two was last night and Melania Trump spoke. And here she she is discussing racial, racial injustice. It is a harsh reality that we are not proud of parts of our history. I encourage people to focus on our future while still learning from our past. I urge people to come together in a civil manner so we can work and live up to our standard American ideals. I also ask people to stop the violence and looting being done in the name of justice and never make assumptions based on the color of a person's skin. Instead of tearing things down, let's reflect on our mistakes, be proud of our evolution, and look 
to our way forward. Why she don't give that advice to all the racist white devils that she's probably speaking to when you say don't make assumptions about a person because of the color of their skin? Or her husband. <laughs> My God. Just turn over the and say, hey, babe, hey, what? how about this? Oh, come on, Envy. You think they sleep in the same bed? Knock it off. Listen, I definitely didn't stay up for Melania Trump, though. That was, that was not the headline I wanted to see. Mm. I went to bed. I was like, I got free tickets to the show, but I didn't stay for the headline. You didn't stay now. Wasn't, inter- wasn't interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Lecrae will be joining us. We'll kick it with Lecrae, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building right now. We have Lecrae. What's happening? What's up, sir? Lecrae, peace, King. Always a blessing. Always a privilege, even under these circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. How, how are you? How are you doing? Holding up in the, during this pandemic? How are you quarantining? Ah, uh, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm a. I'm the principal. I'm the cook. I'm the the janitor, you know what I'm saying? I'm all of that. My kids, uh, they about to all get expelled as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? You said you're doing well despite these circumstances. What are these circumstances to you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, we right now we we sitting in the middle of racial and social unrest. We sitting in the middle of unprecedented pandemic. We in a in a political climate unlike anything we've ever been in before. So it's a lot of noise. You know, and I don't, and I don't even think human beings are conditioned to be able to process all of this at the same time. It's like trying to process it simultaneously is traumatic. You know what I mean? I agree. You How know, do you I'm keep your faith people... during this time? How do people keep their faith? Like you said, with everything that's going on and people losing their jobs and you know, family members being sick. You know, how do people keep their faith during this time and still believe? I can tell you, for me, what's been helpful for me is is having close friends, having people around me. Uh, who understand what I'm going through, who can look me in my face and and and, uh, and not try to fix me, but face me every day. Reading my Bible, doing some devotionals uh, consistently. Music has been helpful for me. Meditation, you got to do your meditation. And uh, and shoot, if you need just a vent, you know, vent to people and let them, you know, set you straight. All of that stuff is helpful for me. I don't know if we've had this conversation, Lecrae, but, you know, I've, I've always said I, I pray and I go to therapy. And I know a lot yeah. of religions, uh, it's changed over the past few years, but a lot of religious folks don't necessarily believe in therapy. What, what do you say about it? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, oftentimes there's not a lot of integration. And, and uh, so when you when it pertains to faith or religions, um, I liken them to like a piano. And the piano sounds real good by itself, uh, but the piano that doesn't want to play with the guitar and the drums is is doesn't sound as beautiful and the drums and the and the and the guitar is therapy and maybe medication you know what i mean and so i pray and the lord tell me to go sit myself in somebody's chair uh, that's so, right so we need more more integration man nobody would ever say you know i'm overweight just pray about it you're the weight will fall off <laughs> right nobody right, right. Say that, you know what i'm saying you gotta do the work work <laughs> yeah now look yeah. look you do address that in your new book as well i am restored how I lost my religion but found my faith. And there are a lot of things about yourself that you hadn't even realized as well. And I know mm-hmm. this is a kind of a part two for your earlier book, and you were talking about uh, your relationship with your wife, with your children. So now that you guys are home during this pandemic, how have you addressed those head on? 
Man, um, I mean, honestly, I've been I've been in therapy for two years, you know, just dealing with stuff. Like, obviously, if anybody who understands my story understands, like, I'm a, I'm a hip-hop kid who found the Lord, but I found America's version of Christianity, which was detrimental to my psyche, and, and it was it was drenched in white supremacy. So I had to deconstruct my faith, come to grips with uh, who God is, and, and strip away the nationalist mindsets that were drenched in it. It messed up my belief in God. It messed up my, my marriage. It messed up my whole idea of what it means to be a father. So I had to deconstruct everything and then reconstruct. And so it took a toll on everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know, I was, as you're reading a book, you know what I'm saying? There was near divorce situations. There was not wanting to go to teach my kids the Bible. It was a lot of stuff like that that really God had to help me kind of kind of plow through. And then on top of that, like I said, I'm a hip-hop kid who came into the church. So it was easy for me to just revert back to what I came from instead of, you know what I mean, like like trying to seek God more. And I just, I'm grateful that he, he pulled me out of that nonsense. You were talking about your kids earlier. How old are your kids? Um, I got 11, 12, and, and 8. How do you explain to them everything that they're seeing on social media and, and the shootings and the killings of unarmed black men? Like, how do you explain that to them? I take them right into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'm not saying I do it right. I'm just saying I'm doing the best I can. You got you to gotta remember, man, like, I'm a black man in America. I'm, I, I'm coming out of, I grew up in, in, in a gang environment, and, and I had a spiritual transition, and I've gotten my life on track. I'm not in jail. I'm not, I had to avoid so many things, so... There's all that undue pressure and the tra- trauma just from being black in America. And now it's like, well, don't, you know, I'm trying to raise my kids in the best way possible. So, you know, my eight-year-old saw the murder of George Floyd. I didn't shield his eyes from that. And some people right. will say that was wrong. But for me, I, I, I need him to see the realities out here. I know it's traumatic, but listen, ra- I'd rather you understand the traumatic circumstances that we live in and you be blinded and blindsided and be wondering why you're not treated the same. So they have a very vivid understanding of what's going on. They can talk politics. They can talk race. They can talk all those things. Everything's on the table in my house. Now, it must have been difficult. There was a point when they tried to say Lecrae is canceled. And that was because of a soundbite uh, that was circulating on the internet where oh you were boy, speaking they tried with the to cancel you, Lecrae. Oh, I forgot Jeez. about that, Lecrae. Oh, boy, they tried to cancel you. <laughs> I forgot and about like, that. Hey, man. And that has to be disappointing because you think about all the amazing work you've been doing in the community and just even in your music also. And then this one soundbite that didn't have the full context around it and all of a sudden Lecrae is canceled. So how did you deal with that? And mentally, how did that affect you? Black Twitter will come for you. You survived Black Twitter, you done made it in this world. <laughs> you survived Black Twitter, you so, made it. Nah, so I, break down what happened for people that don't know, because a lot of people are like, what happened? So I was invited to um, a discussion at a church about the murder of George Floyd and so the racial injustice in society. It's supposed to be me, Dr. Bernice King, the owner of Chick-fil-A, and a pastor in Atlanta a white pastor in Atlanta. And so at the last minute, Bernice King was unable to come. I guess she got sick or whatnot. And we sat down and, um, you know, I've had some interaction with them before, so I didn't have any reason to believe this was going to be a go left or wayward situation. And I believe that there was like a sense of like, hey, let me listen to what this black man has to say and learn and, and talk to the people. The problem a lot of times with white leaders in power is that they're so used to being in the know and being in control that when it comes to an issue on race and justice, 
they think you can just get the cliff notes and go off the cuff. And off the cuff, he said he was trying to say, man, white people struggle with fragility and maybe we don't call it white privilege. What if we call it white blessing? And I was like, oh, Lord God, uh, <laughs> I got to I, I gotta think quick on my toes to like navigate this situation. Um, he said something about slavery as well, which I didn't hear because I was thinking, processing like, where is he going and what am I about to say in response? But, uh, but it shocked me. So I was like caught off guard. And over the course of the conversation, I tried to course correct him and change what he was saying. But everybody just caught that clip where he said white, you know, white blessing, change white privilege to white blessing. And I'm like trying to process it now. And, you know, Twitter blew up like, yo, Craig, why you didn't flip the tables over? Why, why are you cool with him saying this type of stuff? And I wasn't cool with it. I just was more shocked. But I will say this where I drop the ball and I can own it. When I mess up, I, I own it. So I'm not going to try to defend it. Where I dropped the ball was I centered my answer around trying to help white people understand what was wrong with what they're saying. Instead of centering my answer on all the, the black folks who are hurt by that remark. And I think they felt like, man, you, you didn't recognize that we were watching this, which at the moment it was a room full of white people. So I really wasn't thinking about the black folks who would hear that and be like devastated. So that was a good lesson for me. You know, it's something I learned. And then black Twitter came for me like, like, bro, we need you to do better. And I, and I receive it. I like, Hey, we can all do better, but it's a soundbite. All right. We have more with Lecrae. When we come back, don't move. It's the breakfast club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lecrae. Now, you decided to release this album in the jails before general release, correct? Yeah, yeah. The why was that? that? They went to. Here's my thing. During the civil rights era, people didn't have a problem with religion or with, with faith or the church because the church had boots on the ground. But I feel like in this era, people struggle with faith and people struggle with God and, and, and church because they don't see believers really getting out there, getting their hands dirty. So I'm like, I'm going to take the, take it to task and say, if the first shall be last and the last shall be first, let's treat the people that society sees as last first. Let's take care of the incarcerated people. Um, I got family who's incarcerated. You know, I grew up with my pops in and out of prison and, and the whole nine. So for me, it was, it was like, I know y'all are human beings and people overlook, overlook y'all. So I want to take care of y'all. And that's just always been a part of my M.O. When my last album dropped, out my tour, my first two stops on tour was Rikers Island in L.A. County because mm -hmm. those are the folks who get overlooked. Gotcha. Especially during coronavirus. You see all these inmates are getting infected. Yeah, it's like, man, what are y'all doing infected. to prevent that? Yeah. We, we did a whole campaign. We brought masks to the prisons out here in Georgia, you know, masks for the people. Uh, we did a whole campaign with that. And I just want people to see, like, man, we out here. Like, some people be like, the church, where the church at? And I'm like, no, we out here. Like, we for real out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's solidarity. And, and we don't all, we may not all agree on the same things, but at the same time, I don't subscribe to this Western political evangelical version of Christianity. I subscribe to an authentic faith that is a, a grassroots for the people movement that, that God is for the people. You know what I'm saying? No, whenever I hear you say that, the Western civilization, white, evangelical, you know, sense of Christianity, I feel like that's what the brother Kanye West is on right now. What, what do you think about that? Hey, I know some of the folks who are influential in Kanye's Christian walk right now. And, um, and I'll be candid. I just I just say it straight up. I don't I don't agree with those folks. I don't think they're on the right path. I think they have a a political bent, a political agenda. 
and they in in a power agenda and i don't think that they think they're wrong i think there's a lot of institutional racism in there and some white supremacy issues uh mixed in with their faith and so their nationalism and their and their faith is mixed together and um, i'm not saying that kanye's eating that up but i'm saying those are the people who are involved in some of his circles and so hopefully he'll grow and mature i think right now he's zealous you know and anytime you you embrace something new you embrace a new faith you're zealous and you're just passionate and you want to you know do this do that and do the next and i think hopefully his, he'll mature you know that's why it says do not be quick to teach do not be quick to lead because when you just learn something you don't want to assume the role of a leader or a teacher and he's been a leader his whole career so you know it's like almost unfair that he gets thrust into this position and now he has to leave when he's just now baby he's a baby in the faith trying to learn what this all means so i think it's an unfair position for him hopefully that's not what ends up influencing him it was detrimental for me and my faith hopefully he'll he'll steer outside of that what does owning your darkness look like to you i i the best analogy i can give you is like if you know you got a life-threatening disease don't pretend like you don't have it and just keep on going about your business like if you know you got high blood pressure stop eating fried chicken you know what i mean you got to own the fact that you have this and then make changes toward it so for me owning my darkness is acknowledging that the struggles that i have the issues that i have that i'm you know and not trying to deny them and that's the problem i think with leadership especially within the churches leaders are not willing to admit that they messed up i'm not a christian because i got it all together i'm a christian because i'm i'm a mess and i know i need a savior right. okay when you decided to go to therapy two years ago was that the first time you ever went yeah, well, I, I, I went in 2016. I think I went like after uh, after Mike Brown, but I just didn't. It didn't click with me. I didn't realize like a therapist is like a, a spouse or a good friend. You got to go through a few of them before you <laughs> you find the one that worked for you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so I started what going you in 2017 was, myself. I started going three years ago. What made yeah. you decide that was the right time? Yeah, your phone was a little crazy. Yeah. I was going a little too hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like I began to try to cope with drinking while I was on tour, you know what I'm saying? It's like 2016, and you're on tour, and you're like, man, I'm going to have a drink. You know, I'm stressed out, Mike Brown, and I'm trying to be a, a, a voice for the people, and then one drink turned to two, turned to three, turned to five, and you realize, like, man, I'm I'm grieving, and I'm coping through alcohol, and I don't realize it. And, um, and I talk about this in the book as well. Like, I went to the doctor... Like yo, man, I'm I'm I'm, tweak, I'm tweaking out. Like I, I literally had a panic attack one day at a, at a basketball game. I was at a Hawks game, and somebody was like, "Yo, Lecrae," and I just was like, "Yo," and I started always feeling like somebody's gonna interrupt my little moment of peace and want to autograph or want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I was staying on edge, you know what I mean? And so I had to drink to calm down. And when I went to see the doctor, tell him about it. He was like, uh, he was he was a shady little doctor boy. This dude, I'm, the doctor's office is shut down now. But he was like, man, you should try some of these bars. I mean, uh, these Xanax. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, this dude just called them bars. So uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that got me on the Xannies for a second, and that and that really that that wasn't good because I'm drinking and popping pills just trying to manage everything going on in my mind and i was like yo i'm about to, i'm flipping out this ain't healthy for me so i ended up going to a, a therapist just trying to get some peace of mind it, it was a process man it was a straight up process well you died you were diagnosed with clinical depression yeah um that was in 2018 i i didn't know what happened to me so it got so bad from 2016 you know just battling battling that one day in 20 2018 i woke up with like a cloud 
the best way I could describe it is like, you know, the sun is shining, you know, the trees are green, but you can't appreciate none of it. It's like all bland. So you could watch basketball. You wouldn't get excited. It's just mm-hmm. like, yo, what is this? You know what I mean? And I was like, I don't know what this is. And so they was like, oh, that's a clinical depression. And so uh, that was a wild journey, just trying to navigate that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I was able to take four months off and just, you know, rest and go to therapy and meditate and uh, and just research and, and, right. and get healthy. But everybody don't have that. Right. No, that's right. Well, look, Craig, we appreciate you for joining us this morning, brother. And the new album yeah, is available. It's, it's independent this time around. No Columbia. Yeah, hundred percent independent. Hundred percent independent. <laughs> Go get it. Restoration featuring John Legend, B Day, Chicago Kid, Kirk Franklin. Uh, man, it's, you know it's, it's Danny Lay. It's, it's That's an my girl, Danny Lay. Danny Lay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Danny. You know, great project. Really honored to be able to put it out there. Hope people find some healing and some restoration. And uh, listen. We may not all believe in the same ways, but at the end of the day, we are made with purpose, worth, and value, and I want God to restore everybody who listens to it. All right. September, well, September 3rd September third is the virtual concert. September 3rd, yeah. Go to my website, Lecrae.com. Check out the virtual concert. And uh, the book comes out October 13th, I'm Restored, um, How I Lost My Religion, Found My Faith. So, you know, make sure you check me out. I appreciate y'all as well, man. Y'all out here doing Craig, work. Uh, I'm a peace fan. Peace, King. Yeah. Thank you, brother. All right, Thank brother. you, brother. Love. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Claudia Jordan. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, listen, I know y'all haven't been watching Marriage Boot Camp, but Claudia Jordan's ex-boyfriend, Medina Islam, who's also an actor, uh, he's featured on Marriage Boot Camp. He's dating Phaedra on the show. They haven't had sex, so that's part of the thing that's going on with them mm-hmm. on marriage boot camp. Now, Claudia Jordan has revealed that Medina Islam, when she was dating him, was physically abusive to her. She was talking about that on her show on Fox Soul, and here's what she had to say. We got into an argument. I grabbed his phone, and he was wrestling it out of my hand, and this is the first time I've ever said this because, you know what, I got inspired by Meg Stallion. I've been holding this five years now, almost five years, four years, and he body slammed me into a toilet, broke it in half, and it cracked the porcelain and water went everywhere. I kept that to myself. I never called the police on him. I stayed in bed for four days with back spasms, and we protect these black men. And guess what? Is, is there a thank you? Is there a, I'll never do it again? Is it I'll get help? No, there's nothing. There's an arrogance when we protect them, so f*** them. I expect to see a lot more of that. You know, I feel like Megan Thee Stallion, uh, her situation as Claudia noted, created a paradigm shift where a lot of sisters will be coming out speaking their truths in regards to being Domestic violence victims. Yeah, we, we have to have a, a bigger conversation. I was seeing this earlier. Like, you know, why? why? Why do men feel like they have to put their hands on a woman to get their point across or to have a conversation? You know, is it male ego? Is it the fact that they're upset? Like, what's the problem? Like, that's the one well, it's, 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 it's not male problem? ego. It's fragile. It's fragile ego. Mm. You know, it's fragile ego. It's wounded ego. It's, you know, hurt people hurting people. It's trauma that you experienced when you were a child. And now you put that out to the people that are closest to you. That's all. But it's interesting when people tell their story, when women want to discuss what happens, they get a lot of people making jokes, doubting them, calling them liars. I saw that happen 
with Claudia, and she did pull receipts. Now, Medina, in response to what she initially said, and we'll have some more from Claudia, he said, I am a lot of things, but one thing I am not is some WWF wrestler body slamming women across toilets. This is pathetic, trifling, and desperate. Four years ago, I dated Claudia Jordan. It lasted six months. Six months, y'all. I got socks and drawers older than that. I left her four times in six months because of her mouth and messy ways. On August 28, 2016, I had enough and left for good. She began having a temper tantrum. As I left peacefully, she grabbed my phone, ran, and started flopping all over the house. For four years, I remained silent. And then he goes on to say, you have a history of this, and I had enough, so I bounced. This is a joke. You do this to every man that leaves you. You testified against Mike Tyson to have him locked up for rape back in the day. I don't even know what that has to do with anything, by the way. I just want to say, put that out there. Like, what does that have to do? Because she wasn't involved in that situation. She knew the woman and spoke up on her behalf. She wasn't saying that she was abused. But anyway, she said, he said, you sued Price is Right for sexual allegations. You snitched on Jamie Foxx's private relationship with Katie Holmes and had entertainment tonight come to your house so you can publicly apologize. Now, I don't know what his point was in bringing all of these things up, right. but uh, here's what Claudia Jordan had to say about accountability. Um, I just want to be accountable. I would like for him to say, um, you know, I had a moment of madness. I reacted crazy when you asked me about my age. I got caught in a lie. And instead of just dressing up, I got defensive and put it on you and started calling you all kind of names. When really, I should have I should have lied to you when you were totally honest with me. It would have been nice to just get that maybe, uh, I'm sorry, an apology. I don't need him to be arrested now. I don't I don't see him. We're not in the same circles. Well, listen, I, was, I feel like you can't truly heal what you don't reveal. So for all the brothers who are abusing women or have abused women, y'all know who y'all are. And if you haven't made any real attempts to atone for your actions, change your behavior, apologize, I mean, the karma's going to come back to you. And, you know, even even that brother, he has a right to, to, to say what he said. You know, he has a right to, you know, express his opinion on the matter because there's always two sides to a story, right? And he could be telling the truth. And Claudia could be telling the truth. But that's why you listen to all stories and believe all proof. Claudia has a lot of proof. That's it. Now, Claudia said real receipts, not fake ones. Back injury, cracked toilet that had to be replaced, combo with building manager about the time he broke in and I advised them not to give him access or a key after he broke in through my window and damaged the screen. His ID and proof of his real age, seven olders, and he says, that led to our fight because he was mad he got caught in a lie. That's when it all hit the fan. If you lie to your girlfriend you live with about something like your age, what else is a lie? Who are you? And then she said he said he's never been an abuser, yet here is a restraining order filed against him for hitting a woman in Atlanta in the face with a book in 2003. And she goes on to say there's more violence, much more recent, but I'll let her tell it. Now, Claudia also said this. Uh, she also posted a conversation that she had with Medina's brother. Listen to this. So why do you think he wants to sell this story about how rough his upbringing was and that his mom tried to sell him? The street, what sounds about? It's street credibility. He was born in Portland, Oregon. It sounds better to the streets to be from Newark, New Jersey, than Portland, Oregon. But his fake age, that license you're going to post, that's from my house. He did this sh- from my house. Why was her address on his license? To restart his career. This man didn't do anything. So what is that? Her brother, that's his brother confirming the story? Or am I hearing that wrong? Uh, He's confirming that he's uh, phony and that he lies about things. And, you know, so. That's his own brother. His own brother. brother. Well, I mean, he's not saying that, that he's lying about putting hands on her, though. He's just saying that he has a history of being a liar. His own brother said that. Mm-hmm. What's going on with this world, man? Yeah, but I we mean, don't want to make the same mistake that, you know, other people do either. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he didn't say that 
he's lying about hitting Claudia. He just said that he has a history of being a liar. Yeah, liar. So it's the same yeah. thing how the guy how the guy bought up a bunch he of stuff. He bought up Medina Claudia bought up a bunch of past. things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't have nothing to do with this situation and what, that, Correct. what the brothers talking about don't have nothing to do with this situation. Right. I just want to know why do people let social media get to them so much? Like, if you know the truth, that should be enough. And you have to know social media is going to make jokes and there is going to be people who disagree with you. You just have to know that when you when you put these type of things out I there. I think Claudia home. wanted to tell her story to show that it's true and that there's other women going through it and, and encouraging other women to speak up. I think that's the reason why she spoke. Of, of, I'm not mad at that. There's a lot of women who have difficulty speaking up just because you don't you don't want to put it out there. You know that some people won't believe you. You know you'll get backlash. Have you, you know been abused before you? Jokes. Have, has a man abused you before in a relationship at all? Yes. And I actually, I recently, um, a couple of months ago, did something about it. It hasn't come out yet, the mm-hmm. story. But yes, absolutely. Did he ever apologize? Did he ever come back and say, no. look, I was wrong <laughs> for doing that? No? No, he actually went to jail that night. Oh, well, that's even better. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah. Yeah, he, got imme- he got immediate consequences for his actions. Absolutely. And that was, be- that was only because my landlord called the cops. It wasn't even me. I felt bad about it. Really? And then, you know... Yeah, Why did you feel bad about it? If he put his hands on you, you never want you never want anyone to go to jail. Then all yeah, of a sudden, now it's now it's your. your I mean, me. it's just how you feel as a woman. I think you never want to call the cops. And then even when the cops came, I wasn't trying to press charges because, and they were like, "You need to press charges because they could see like my lip was busted and the house was a mess." And I still was like, "No, I don't want him to go to jail. I just want him to leave." And busted your lips, so arrested- he swung on you. Yeah, and they yeah, arrested him. That- be- no, they arrested yeah, him I'm, because I'm- he. They arrested him because he came back. Because when something like that happens, the cops circle your mm-hmm. block. And so they made him leave. And they kept telling me to press charges. I didn't. And then he came back. And so they saw him at the door and they took him to jail. Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry that that happened to you. But uh, we cannot skate past the fact that DJ Envy just randomly in the middle of your story said, put your hands <laughs> on me. And see, what, what, what's up with you, oh, man? Like, why? why? He, goes, he goes, put your hands on me and see what happens. You talk Can about I say women being abused. Yes, I just, I just got mad. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just got mad. I don't know. I, I, that's like, your divine yeah, feminine speaking. I don't know. Yes, I, I hear a story. You that's talk fine. about a guy put a put you know busted her lip. It just makes you mad and upset. You know, I don't know. It just makes you mad. Well, every woman that goes through this. Then his brother called me and, and tried to my my his brother called me and tried to get me to bail him out of jail. After that, <laughs> I was like, from no. Of a man who has put his hands on his woman, uh, which I've spoken about in my book, Shook One, uh, and, and have spoken about plenty of times on this radio. It's all fragile ego. It's all insecurity. You know, it, it all stems from a bad place, and it never has anything to do with the woman and everything to do with what's wrong with you as a man. And that's why I encourage all of these brothers to go out there and, and, and get some healing, get some help, some traumas that you've been dealing with, you know, since since you were a child. Man, don't take those things into your 20s, your 30s, and your 40s. I'm telling you. Because all you're going to do is hurt the closest people to you. All right. Well, I guess that's your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss. <laughs> I'm Angela Yee. We'll have more in the next hour, though. We have Yeesh. a lot of things we still have to get to. But, you know, shout out to Claudia Jordan just for being able to tell your story. I know it's not an easy thing to do. And especially when somebody has a platform also and they're denying it and they're coming at you and trying to make you I- look like a bad person. And I don't know exactly what happened, mm-hmm. but... I know it's not easy to put those things out there. So. We, sure. we need to drop one of Clues Bomb for Claudia Jordan. Claudia Jordan cooking with that show. What's the name of that yes. show on Fox Soul? That's a Fox Soul. Claudia, cook- Claudia cooking with that show. What's that? Is, is, is there a name for the show? It's Claudia Jordan, uh, Selena Johnson. Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Mm-hmm. And somebody, Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox. Yep, Vivica Claudia, Fox. Uh, uh, Claudia cooking with that show. Salute to Claudia.
All right. Well, mm-hmm. who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, we need a Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him, please. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed play. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. Called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, August 26th, goes to Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron. America, I don't know if y'all realize this, but that man is a clown. 100% grade A certified bozo. Okay, one of my favorite things in life is watching something in real time, feeling like the energy from what I just watched or heard was off, and then watching people on social media react to it. And that's what happened last night when I saw Daniel Cameron speak at the Republican National Convention. See, I personally don't care when black people are Trump supporters. I don't care what your political party is. You could be a black Republican uh, because truth be told, it's black liberals, black Democrats that are equally as brainwashed for the old white men on the left as brothers like Daniel Cameron are for the old white men on the right. And that, my friends, is the problem with whatever party you choose to be a part of, okay? I have a problem with brothers like Daniel Cameron, all right? They will stand in front of America and lie on behalf of a white man that doesn't give a damn about his black ass, okay? It comes a point in time where it's not about politics. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's not about saying what you have to say so your party can win in November. It's about telling the truth and shaming the devil, Okay, if you are a government official and you black, it's about telling the truth and shaming the white devil. Okay, if you're not challenging systemic racism, if you're not trying to dismantle the mechanism of white supremacy, then guess what? You are complicit in that system's destruction of your people. And that's what Daniel Cameron was doing last night. He referenced in his speech, Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Uh, the 26-year-old queen who was an EMT in Kentucky who got murdered at the hands of the police in Kentucky while she was asleep in her bed. And an investigation has been happening for several months, but those officers are still free. But listen to what this man, Daniel Cameron, had to say. Even as anarchists mindlessly tear up American cities while attacking police and innocent bystanders, we Republicans do recognize those who work in good faith towards peace, justice, Inequality. In fact, it was General Dwight Eisenhower, a future Republican president, who said democracy is a system that recognizes the equality of humans before the law. Whether you are the family of Breonna Taylor or David Dorn, these are the ideals that will heal our nation's wounds. Republicans will never turn a blind eye to unjust acts, but neither will we accept an all-out assault on Western civilization. Oh, man, let's break this down because words matter. I love words, okay, because all words mean something. See, Daniel, when you say things like even as anarchists mindlessly tear up American cities while attacking police and innocent bystanders, how can you fix your mouth to say that? First of all, what is an anarchist? Well, it's a person who tries to bring about anarchy. Well, what is anarchy? It's the absence of government. Anarchy is the state of a society being freely constituted without authorities are a governing body. Daniel Cameron, I would say the reason it is so much civil unrest 
because that's what it is, civil unrest, is because of the absence of government. See, when people say arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, they are wondering, where is the government? Okay, they are camping out on your lawn, Daniel Cameron. They're down in Kentucky protesting because you are absent in all of this. All right, Breonna Taylor's killers are still free. So an absence of government is what is causing this anarchy. So when these American cities get tore up, it's your fault. And every government official who does nothing when black people are getting killed at the hands of the police, y'all go ghost. Y'all go get absent. And then people like you try to victim blame and say that folks are mindlessly tearing up American cities. There is nothing mindless about what they are doing. It's actually a lot of thought that goes into it, okay? These people are thinking about Ahmaud Arbery. They are thinking about Breonna Taylor. They are thinking about George Floyd. They are thinking about a man named Jacob Blake getting shot in the back several times while his kids are in the car, while you government officials do exactly what you just said y'all won't do, and that's turn a blind eye to unjust acts. Daniel Cameron says they will not accept an all-out assault on Western civilization, but I bet you won't ever fix your mouth to say that Republicans will not accept an all-out assault on black people. This is why I say people like you are suckers. Okay, quoting Dwight Eisenhower saying democracy is a system that recognizes the equality of humans before the law. Well, clearly, we don't have no democracy then. Because if we recognize the equality of humans before the law, then the law would be in jail for killing a human named Breonna Taylor. I know for a fact that if a group of black people ran up in a cop's house and shot and killed him while they was asleep, they would be in jail. I know that if two black men shot a cop in the back while a cop was trying to get in his car, they would be in jail. So when you speak on a system recognizing equality of humans before the law, what you mean is that only works for the humans that this wicked white supremacist system sees as humans, okay? This country has never seen black people as that, including your black ass, Daniel Cameron, okay? Remember the whole three-fifths of a human being thing in the Constitution? Yeah, that kind of skews your equality argument, okay? But where are the cases of that equality of humans thing coming before the law? Because all I ever see is the law preventing humans from ever being treated as equals, now, Daniel Cameron also said that whether you are the family of Breonna Taylor or David Dorn, these are the ideals that will heal our nation's wounds. I would assume those ideals are peace, justice, and equality. That's what you referenced. Uh, here's the thing, Daniel. Those ideals were never created for us. Okay? By us, I mean you and me, all right? I mean Breonna Taylor. I mean George Floyd. I mean Trayvon Martin, Emmett Till, Sandra Bland, Natasha McKenna, Martin Luther King Jr., Medgar Evans, Malcolm X. The list goes on and on and on and on when it comes to black humans on this planet whose equality wasn't recognized before the law. And you, Daniel Cameron, are continuing the white supremacist tradition of giving black people no justice. So black people will continue to give you no peace. Please let Remy Ma give Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. And stop locking up protesters in Kentucky because they out there actually fighting for the equality of humans that you claim to be fighting for. 
Daniel Cameron. Okay, stop looking, stop locking up members of the organization and tell freedom because they are actually out there trying to get the justice that you keep denying Breonna Taylor and her family. They out there peacefully protesting, but you keep locking them up and holding them for hours because you may not be for an assault on Western civilization, but you damn sure don't mind an all-out assault on black and brown people. All right. Sucker. My daddy would call a Negro like that a jive turkey. Jive turkey. <laughs> jive turkey. We got to bring back jive turkey for J- you. You jive turkey. You a jive turkey. We should bring that back. You jive turkey. That used to be a, a restaurant in Brooklyn. For jive turkey? Man. Yeah, and, and they had all different types of flavored turkeys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> for real? Well, go go yeah. go. This is well. Daniel Cameron is a mayonnaise flavored turkey. Go to Daniel Cameron's page on Twitter or Instagram and just put a bunch of turkey emojis. Jive turkey <laughs> and put jive turkey. Let me get his exact Instagram. Let me make sure. Let me let's have a little petty party this morning. My Why goodness. not? Daniel J Cameron. D A N I E L J A Y. C-A-M-E-R-N, Daniel J. Cameron. Just go to his page and put a bunch of turkey emojis. And yo, jive-ass turkey. Gobble, jive gobble-ass Stupid. <laughs> All right. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask You. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Aja from Newark. And what's hey, your Angel, how are you? Hi, hi, DJ Envy, hi, Charlotte. Hello. Peace, Queen. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not more so of a question. It's more so um, I just need advice, kind of. Okay. I'm in a situation where I just was listening to you guys. You were talking about domestic violence and then mm-hmm. you know Shiloh was saying how it's a fragile ego and it's an insecurity ego and everything which I agree with 100% because the guy that I'm like off and on with now um the first time I had to experience really like domestic violence where he really you know opened hand hit me or balls his fist up to hit me was in July mm-hmm. when we went down to see my family and then it happened again probably like a week or so ago and um, I kind of was telling him, like, he needs help because I know that he grew up without a role model. I know that he don't, he hasn't been in a relationship where someone really loved him for real. And he's been in and out of jail. You know, the girls that he's been with and street girls, it is, like, different for him. But we have a kid together, and I have other children. My oldest child haven't really had his father and then his stepfather because I, I, I'm married but i've been separate for three years so now i'm dealing with him he's like a really good father figure to my son outside of you know his issues or whatever and my son is like you know he's been a great father than me better than you know my real father my stepfather and they love him like when he's not home well he's not in the house anymore they want to call him they want to speak to him they want to go around him because of who he is to them but mm-hmm. it's not safe for me when he's angry 
So I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do with the situation. Our son is about to be eight months. Like, next well, so it's kind of like, well, first know, of all, Angel, you know, like you said, it's not safe for you. And if it's not safe for you, it's not safe for your children. And he can be, quote, a great role model, but a great role model isn't abusive. Right. And I think you have to think more about yourself and you being there for your children. Because anything could happen, things could spiral, and you don't want to wait until you hit rock bottom or even worse. If he do something bad to me. You could be yeah. killed, worst case scenario. Right. And you don't want to wait for something um, like that to happen. And you don't want to wait until it's so bad that you're in the hospital or that you're dead. You cannot wait for that. And you can't make excuses for him not being the man right. that he's supposed to be. People have circumstances all the time and they don't act like that. And he needs to get the help that he needs to get. You don't need to be making excuses or feeling like you have to do some type of charity for him. Yeah, um, I was telling him that he need help. I did um, the beginning of the year after I had, a little while after I had my son, decided to go see a therapist uh, in North Carolina mm -hmm. Rutgers. But now because of the whole uh, virus, um, it's like virtual where we speak over the phone and I don't think that it's very effective and I do suffer from depression and anxiety and stuff because I've been through this with my daughter's father. Like right. literally I've been like windows busting out of my apartment, holes in the wall, doors broken. Uh, I had a black eye. I dealt with that and I'm about to be 30. Like, so it's like, I'm and you don't deserve that. You do not deserve that. That is not anything that you have to put up with. And that is, there's no excuse for it. I don't care what he grew up experiencing. He should not be putting his hands on you. Right. It's not acceptable. Yeah. It never will be. He has to get help for himself. And you need to make sure you're there for your children. Understood. So oh, thank you. whatever it is that you need to do, Angel, you know, we want to make sure that we're here to support you as well. So we're going to get your information. But I just want to encourage you because, you know, you're alive now, but who knows? And that's not something that you want your kids to know about. That's not a cycle that you want them to repeat. If you have daughters, that's not something that you would ever want to happen to them. So it shouldn't happen to you. Yeah, I listen to you guys every morning on my way to work. And I have the app on my phone. That's, you know, what I was listening to this morning while I'm here at work. And I also watched the um, marriage boot camp. So I was listening mm -hmm. to Dr. Ishbay, you know, uh, to the guys, your um, child, your daughter will live the life you give your wife. And I'm just saying, I have three girls and I, yeah. like, it will hurt my heart to, you know, have to deal with my daughters coming home because they've been beat by them. Or my son's telling me, my, I hit, you know, this woman or their woman telling me that my son's hit them. Like, I, mm. I Right. Be strong for your kids, man. You do not want that. Trust me. All right. All right. Thank you, Mama. All right. We're going to get your information. So just hold on, okay? Hold on on the line, okay? Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Barefoot Randy. 
Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for you? You said barefoot Randy. Uh, barefoot Randy, like no shoes. Okay. Yeah. So my question is, so I sing for a reggae band, um, mm-hmm. and we're having a little bit of drama right now within the band. Okay. Um, we've had things happen before, like our bass player moved to Canada in beginning of 2020. Our guitar player didn't get his stuff pulled, or uh, he's from Ghana, and he didn't get his mm-hmm. uh, visa renewed so that's the whole thing but what's going on right now is our drummer has a school and Mm -hmm. he stores things and over the last three years he has um you know he's really been a supporting character of the band like paid for a lot more of the stuff than you know or paid for a good amount of the stuff you know he's always done Mm -hmm. some good stuff but um somebody took something of his down from downstairs at his music school Mm -hmm. um and now, you know, he's kind of freaking out about it because nobody will fess up to it. And he accused me of taking it. And okay, so somebody from your band stole something from him. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily maybe somebody from my band. Like, there's other people involved at the school, too. Okay. Right. And I'm just kind of trying, you know, last time it got a little heated, him and I, you know, he, he kind of accused me. And then I kind of got heated back at him. And I'm just kind of trying to figure out how to kind of break the ice and be like yo man because uh, he was kind of almost threatening you know to not mm-hmm. be in the band and we've been doing a lot we've toured through california three times like i'm from washington we're from washington state okay um, we've been on like five so you, so you still want him to be in the band because you said he's provided a lot for you guys yeah absolutely and he's like he's solid dude you know super solid dude Right, so it sounds like he's done everything right that he's supposed to do. He was upset that someone stole something. Y'all got into it because he was emotional, and that has to hurt because you don't know who did it, and now you don't know who to trust, and you feel like, I've been doing all this, so put yourself in his shoes to understand how he feels about it, and then y'all get into an altercation. And I think now's the time to have some empathy, right, because people right. go through things in the band. It's not easy, especially when y'all are trying to make it. Maybe you're not making the money that you want to. You really need help financially. You need time dedicated to it. So you want people that will be all in, and it's hard to be all in when they don't know who they can and can't trust, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a conversation that you need to sometimes be a little bit humble when you're in a group because the truth is it's not easy when y'all, even when people are successful and making money, it's not easy to get along. So imagine how it is when you're not at that point, when you guys really need to be unified and understand what the goal is. So y'all need to have a nice heart-to-heart where you sit down and discuss what the issues are. Also explain that you understand how it must feel to not trust people that you work with and not know what happened. And I also am, what was it that got stolen? It was something pretty inconsequential. It's not necessarily the most legal thing to be talking about. But, okay, uh, so how much, okay, what is the value of that? How much would that have cost? Oh, it was probably like 50 bucks. Okay, so why don't you guys, yeah. you know, the rest of the band members, why don't y'all replace it and just be like, look, just as a show of good faith, we don't know who did it, but we don't want you to feel away. And I know this doesn't take away from the fact that something happened, but we do care about your feelings and want to make sure that you trust us. And let's right, make sure, let's, okay. so I think you should do that. Just make some type of show, because it has to feel bad if you're the person that something gets stolen from, and you also feel like I'm the one that's been putting so much into this as well. Why would y'all do this yeah. to me? And he don't know who did it. So y'all yeah. don't know who did it. Nobody's fessing up to it. It could have been one of you. It could not have been. But let's just make up for it, move forward, and, and say that this should never happen again. Yeah. Well, that's easy. 
You know, it's always going to be issues. It's how you deal with those issues when you have to work with people day after day. Now, how do you deal with it? Are you going to be stubborn? Yeah. And are, are you going to say, okay, I want to really move forward and I understand the issues that you have. And I, you know, I sympathize with that. So here's what yeah. we're going to do. And let's make sure that we don't have these issues and that we trust each other. And we're on your side. We're a team. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for that advice. Yeah, it's hard as a band, you know. To, mm -hmm. to do that to stay humble sometimes and we've been together for three years you know and like i said been through a whole lot um right band member changes and all kinds of drama and stuff and he's been my like right hand man the whole time you know i've been the manager whole like you know engine and tell him that tell him you've been my right hand man this whole time and i don't want us to get into these situations tell him that yeah. okay all right yeah, there for randy for sure yeah can i tell you my name my band name Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sure. Naughty Pine, N-A-U-G-H-T-Y, Pine, P-I-N-E. And we're from Washington State. And you can check us out on Instagram. Um, and we got our Naughty link. Pine. It's yeah, Naughty Pine Reggae. Um, Naughty Pine is a great name. I'm going to tell you something. Barefoot Randy is a good name, too, though. I'm not going to lie to you. It Barefoot sounds like Randy, a wine. Yeah, great name Brother. for a man. <laughs> right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I heard you say Barefoot the other day. Y'all were talking about somebody and you're like you need to go barefoot you need to do this that it's like yeah that's oh that's me right i do that every day i walk around yeah because well, I, I i deal with anxiety when, when my anxiety starts to act up and I, I i go outside barefoot and i i i ground myself and then i put go hug some trees and say some prayers you know what i mean whenever right. when, 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 I, I do that i do that three four times a week good man that's cool well, for Naughty Pine, make sure you listen on Friday. I'm having a Angela Yee Day, and it's all dance hall and reggae and soca music oh, that is going to be I on the... I'm going to be tuned in for sure with VP Records, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now, you got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and we are going to talk about Mary J. Blige. Now... Whatever you do, do not say this to Mary J. Blige. When you see her, you might have thought that it was a compliment. She hates it. All right. Well, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Mary J. Blige did a virtual interview with Hip Hollywood, and in that conversation, she talks about one phrase that she doesn't like. She doesn't like this title of Auntie Mary. Listen to what she said. How do you feel about your fans calling you Auntie Mary? I was literally thinking, why can't I just be your sister? Like, And there's women that are like way older than me calling me Auntie. I'm like, come on, B. Like, can I just be your sister, your friend in your head? So the Auntie is like, come on. First of all, I need to know who is 10 years older than Mary J. Blige calling her auntie. Uh, Queen Mary J. Blige is 49 years old, so that means that 59-year-old people are out here calling Mary J. Blige auntie. That's what happens when you forget you're not your industry age. Some people been in the game so long, they really start believing their industry age, and they don't realize that they older than Mary J. Blige, but they got the nerve to call her auntie? Stop it. You know, okay? my mother has an uncle that's younger than I am. He's like... Maybe like eight years younger than me. Well, that don't have nothing to do with this conversation. You could be talking about years about, older. No, I was just <laughs> don't call Mary auntie. That's what that. we you got out of this. You better but you not. You can't have an aunt or an uncle who's older than you. But yes, yeah, I understand that she don't want to be called Auntie Mary. So. Don't call and her you auntie. Can't, yeah, and you can't tell someone what's okay to call them. You know what I mean? Some women don't mind auntie. Some women like Mary J. Blige do. I 
call myself Uncle Charlotte, and I like when the youngins call me Unc. Big bro is cool, what about too. When they call you, what about when they call you Auntie Charlotte? I'm fine with that, too. I get that all the time. When they, when they post, like, those pictures of, of me with the glasses on, or, I, do, I, I get that all the time. Listen, I'm here for all those terms of reference, but if Mary is not, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, now, Gabrielle Union, Kiki Palmer, Marseille Martin, and Uzu Aduba join forces. They're doing a PSA about hair discrimination. I can't believe it's 2020, and we are still having to have these conversations. It's part of Glamour September issue, and they're working with the Crown Coalition, which is a group of organizations that's dedicated to ending hair discrimination. And here is what that PSA sounds like. When I first started pageants, I was told by many to never let my hair be natural for competition. HR told me my hair looked more professional, pulled back and in a bun than it did out in curly. The first time I walked into the office with my natural hair, my supervisor asked if it was forever. I've had strangers walk up and pet me. My hair has a purpose greater than myself, and I will not put it away to comply with white cultural standards of beauty. Yeah, I hate it. I mean, you know, when you got, I've, I've seen, I've, I've taken my daughter to her track meets before, and I remember this one mm-hmm. time, all the little white girls came running over, touching her hair, and I had a fit. I mean, I would stop touching her hair. Stop touching her hair. I'm yelling at the parents, hey, keep your kids' hands out of my child's hair. Like, I was, <laughs> you were yelling like that for real? Hair. Yes, hell yeah. It, 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 it infuriated me for some reason. Had me hot. So you yelling at yeah, the parents, that- get your kids, get your kids away from right. my kids. Get your goddamn kids' hands out of my, my daughter's hair. Well, my daughter, but do you knows. even she think like, that there's there's places where they'll send you home because of your hair? There's rules and regulations on how you can wear your hair at work. I think that's ridiculous in this day Charlotte and age. Charlamagne never had that problem, but go ahead. Because it's special. It's a crown. That's why I tell my daughters all the time, that's your crown. All right, well, here's the call to action. Black women are 83% more likely to report being judged more harshly on their looks than other women at work. Black women have also reported they are one and a half times more likely to be sent home from work simply because of their hair. And when we refuse to comply to white standards of beauty, we can be fired. Thanks to the Crown Act, it is now illegal in seven states for workplaces or schools to discriminate against someone for the way they wear their hair. That number should be 50. Go to thecrownact.com and sign the petition to demand that our legislators protect our rights. All right, I hope we don't have to keep on having this conversation. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, guys. It's ridiculous at this point. All right, and uh, McDonald's is launching their first new chicken McNugget flavor in nearly 40 years. Are you here for it? Nope. It's a spicy no. one. <laughs> nope. I never messed with McDonald's chicken nuggets, even when I ate nuggets. I like Wendy's nuggets oh, better than McDonald's did. nuggets. No, I definitely I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I did will... used to eat those nuggets, yeah. Hell yeah, I run through a 20-piece with that sweet and sour sauce quick back in the day. I always like the barbecue sauce the best. But uh, so should be uh, pretty interesting to see if people flock in for that. And there's also uh, with the new nuggets, they have a breaded tempura coating of cayenne and chili peppers. They come with a mighty hot sauce, which is a blend of crushed red peppers, spicy chilies and garlic. Now, by the way, real chicken breast. Oh, no, because some people said it wasn't real chicken breast. Of course it's not. Chicken nuggets. Of course it's not. (laughs) That's, but I used to, the thing. My brother used to eat a twenty piece of chicken McNuggets every time we went when we were little, and then they had the little McDonald's play. It was a playground, and then he would Me spin too. around and around on one of those little things, and then throw up every time. When I used to get high, <laughs> that was my thing. I'll go get that number two, them two double cheeseburgers with a twenty piece nugget. Lord have mercy. You eat all that. of that? Yes, a, my, a I was a kid. A number a two kid, is two cheeseburgers, fries, twenty piece the, nuggets. The, yeah, I, I would do the same thing. Number two with ketchup only. Medium fries, large Coke, or large 
Come yeah. on, Envy. You can't when Super Size was around, I used to get the Super Size. Oh, you like it big. Mm-mm. All right. And Ty Dolla Sign is collaboration with Nicki Minaj this week. He me. went on Instagram yesterday to reveal his new collaboration, Expensive. And that will be coming out on Friday. So look forward to that. And Kanye is being sued by an e-commerce company. They said that he allegedly stole tech from them. And they said that he took advantage of this company to advance his Yeezy brand and launch his Sunday service and then left them high and dry. It's a black-owned business called My Channel Inc. that specializes in video and e-commerce technology. It says they linked up with Kanye in 2018 to help him maximize revenue for his Yeezy merchandise. They said he got the company to work around the clock for him for six months based on a series of business promises. He also promised them a $10 million investment, allegedly, and... They said that he, they even moved their headquarters to Chicago just to make this partnership work out. And they said uh, Kanye had no intention of following through on his promises, cut ties, and then also jacked their technology for Sunday service. Yeah, Kanye is going to represent himself in court and he's going to say Christians do not steal. Or sue. <laughs> That's it, you're on. All right, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Angela Yee Day is this Friday. Yes, I'm super excited for it. You know, we've been having these artists perform, uh, perform and record their performances in Jamaica and Trinidad and in New York. So we have all of that and we're editing it together and we're going to have a mobile truck that's driving around New York City playing the concert. So it's an Angela Yee Day virtual concert. And I want to thank BP Records because it's their Reggae Gold 2020 album coming out also on Friday. So it's a celebration for them as well. And we have Christopher Martin, Beanie Man, D Major, Noah Poa, Romaine Virgo, Queen Africa. Also Hood Celebrity is going to be on um, Cranium. Let me see who else. Kess, Josh X, all of these different performances. And the performances are amazing. So I'm really appreciative for everybody who participated. And also to Ray and Nephew, to Wingstop, which we're going to have some fun giveaways from Wingstop on Angela Yee Day Friday. Also, Personal Touch CD Pep and Miss Jessie's here, Kier. Everybody who's been really supportive to make this happen. We're supporting Black-owned businesses. So if you have a Black-owned business and you want to shout out on that day, and I'm going to be stopping by some of these businesses as well and going live, then just make sure you hit up the website at power1051fm.com and we can shout out your business that day. So want to make sure that we show support on Angela Yee Day. All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. And, you know, God put this on my heart, uh, the, the tweet out yesterday. And so I just want to say it to y'all this morning. You humans, all you humans, better start giving other humans the grace you want God to give you. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?